Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Cowboys Ride for Free, the podcast, episode 112. I am your host, Philip Slavin. No, I am not Joel Penfield. This is finals week, so we're letting him you know, focus on school. That's what's number one. And don't worry, usually there's two of us here. I'm not alone. You don't have to listen to me ramble about whatever for 20 to 40 minutes. We do have a guest today because, look, it's golf postseason, and Oklahoma State is a golf school. Yes, we have football and basketball and are good at wrestling, but golf is is big in Stillwater. So very excited to have Brentley Romine, associate editor for Golf Channel, on the show today to help kind of look ahead to what to expect for the Cowboys here in the postseason. Brentley, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on. I thought I was going to be a guest, but now I got to fill Joel's shoes. So those are pretty big shoes to fill. I mean, I think he's about a size nine and a half. So they're not like huge shoes to fill. Yeah, I might have trouble fitting in those. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think you're going to do great. Very excited to have you on today. Just just to get some outside perspective um, on Oklahoma State golf, especially from someone who, who follows it so regularly. And and I want to start with with this, you know, Oklahoma State is the defending national champs. Last year was big. There was a lot of lead up to the national championship in Stillwater. Um, Oklahoma State was considered the best team. They were ranked number one heading into it. They were playing on their home course, and and they came away with a victory that was, I mean, it was it was awesome. The the crowd in Stillwater, it was an amazing atmosphere. But this season. I'm not saying that there's not pressure and I'm not saying that there's not stakes because when you've been the number one team all season long, um, you are the defending national champs. You have two of the best amateurs playing, especially in college. There's going to be pressure and expectation, but it doesn't feel quite the same as it did last year. Is that just um, because maybe expectations aren't and the pressure aren't as high because they won last year? Is it because they're not, the championship's not being held in Stillwater, which is so... Uh, interesting. What is it about this year that that feels different compared to last year? Yeah, well, first off, there's always going to be pressure when Mike Holder is your athletic director. I think he he doesn't take no for an answer, and he doesn't take anything less than a national championship for an answer. But you're right. it, It does feel a little bit different, and I think a big reason for that is it's just hard to, it's hard to follow up what what happened last year F- beating beating Alabama five nothing in the final at home with that that crowd you know just watching the golf that final day I mean it was just an electric atmosphere and it's just it's hard to back something like that up but also we haven't seen this team at full strength a lot this year Matt Wolf played uh in the Phoenix Open now he didn't miss a start because of that but you know obviously had uh you know there was a little bit of preparation for that. And the, the bigger thing is, is Victor Hovland, the U S amateur champ missing three events this year. I mean, he was low amateur in the masters played in a couple more PGA tour events. He missed the, I believe it was the Carmel cup, the fall opener because he was playing in the world amateur team championships in, in Ireland. So the, the best two players on the team have been a little preoccupied at times. I think it's no secret that, 
you're probably not going to see either of them back next year. Um, you know, so they're, they're already looking ahead a little bit, trying to prepare themselves for when they turn pro, you know, interviewing agents, all that stuff. But now I say that, and I don't know that for sure, but I'm assuming that's what's going on. Um, so there's, there's just a lot of things happening this year and add that with the fact that, you know, there's a little bit of a hangover from last year. Uh, maybe not in the team's performance or anything, but just in, in terms of that energy, in terms of that mood. Um, but again, they're still the favorites. Um, it seems like every time, at least in the recent years, the NCAAs have been played in your guys' part of the country. Oklahoma State always shows up. 2011, should have won that year at home. 2014, Prairie Dunes in Kansas. They made it to the final um, before losing to Alabama. They get revenge on the Tide last year and then they're going to be going up to blessings which is a if you've ever been there it's a it's a very similar course to karsten creek and that there's always your fairways you can lose your ball and pretty much every shot um it's just a bear of a course and I, I think the blessings might even be a little tougher but oklahoma state's definitely um talented enough still to be able to handle that so i want to talk about the regional I and mean, they've they're headed to louisville um they're the the top seed there, obviously, and, and it's an interesting lineup of teams. Um, how how realistic is it that Oklahoma State should probably win the Louisville Regional? I mean, they've got some other teams that are there, including um, Auburn, um, Louisville, who's you know that's their home course. Baylor is there. They're West Virginia and Iowa State as well. Um, in, in reality, how I assume they should win the regional, but but what should expectations be heading in? Yeah, they, it, I think it would be a disappointment if they didn't win. But really, for regionals, you're just trying to finish in the top five. You're you're just trying to get there. Um, but with the Cowboys, the expectations are are so high, as you know, that I don't think they'll be happy if they come home finishing second. And it's a it's a fairly easy draw. I mean, you you do have the hosts as the fourth seed. Um, Auburn's playing very well. Brennan Manchano. I don't know if you saw the SEC final. Um, he just blitzed, uh, blitzed his guy six and five. Um, you know, they're, they're playing well, but they, they've had, they've had a couple bumps this spring. North Florida is a team that, that I like is kind of a dark horse. Arkansas state, you, you just, they haven't played many top teams this year. I think they're good, but it's a, it's a fairly easy path for them. Mike McGraw is, is going to have Baylor ready, um, and he's always going to get motivated to play Oklahoma State, but they they should win, and and they should win by ten shots. It it's going to be I think closer to what we saw with Texas women um, yesterday, winning their regional, um, going away. USC doing the same on the women's side. So it's going to be something similar to that. And I haven't um, I don't know much about the Louisville course um, that they're playing, but I do know that it's a it's a fairly tough test. So it's just going to be dependent on weather. I haven't looked at the forecast, but you know, they, they should win. So looking at the rest of the field overall, Oklahoma state's been ranked number one, pretty much unanimously all season long. Um, other top five teams, Arizona state, Wake Forest, Georgia tech, Vanderbilt in the top five, Texas and, and Oklahoma are both in top 10. Just the field overall, let's say compared to last year. Um, how does it, how does it stack up? The 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 projected field like going in NCAA's yeah 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 I, I, it's it's a lot closer than I think it was last year 
Arizona State is a team. I mean, heck, it's it's kind of a, a year a year early for them because everyone's looking ahead to next year at Greyhawk and then the two years after that for sure. Um, and thinking, man, Arizona State is going to be tough to beat. But Matt Thurman, this is a young team, but they're they're really good. Um, so the 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 gap's definitely a lot. Um, a lot closer. You have e- even going a little bit further down the rankings, a, a team like Stanford who comes in red hot. A team like Cal has got Colin Morikawa, um, assuming they make it through the Myrtle Beach uh, region. I know their coach isn't happy with getting sent across the country again, but um, yeah, a, a little bit closer. Um, um, challengers for for Oklahoma State. Uh, I, I don't think they're gonna. They're going to roll quite as much as they did last year, um, and in Arkansas, I mean, if if they make it, we've seen with Oregon, we've seen with Oklahoma State last year, it's a big advantage to play at home, and they they're fresh off an SEC title, so if they can make it, they're going to give Oklahoma State headaches. So, um, but I mean, a team like Georgia Tech who didn't make it last year, and 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 that's another good point to bring up is. Last year there were there were three teams that, or or maybe even more that that should have made it that didn't. Georgia Tech didn't make it, Cal didn't make it, USC didn't make it. I mean that's that's three maybe match play challengers right there that Oklahoma State didn't have to worry about. So it's it's going to be a lot tighter race, I think. So let's compare Oklahoma State this year to last year. Uh, I think we would both say that Victor Hovland and Matthew Wolf are better now than they were a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. They both have been on on a tear. Um, individually, they combined for like eight individual titles this year. Uh, Hovland, obviously, going to the Masters, being the the amateur low. Those guys are great. But OSU team wise, um, you know, last year they won eight individual events, not counting the regional and the national championship. This year they've won, they've won five. They've had more third and fourth place finishes. As a team, how would you compare this year to last? Well, I, I, I was texting Coach Bratton maybe about a week ago and, it was shortly after our selection show on golf channel where they, they had him on and he, he didn't really like, uh, like the, the hot take that Oklahoma state wasn't as good as they, as they were last year. So if you're talking about what the, uh, what the opinion is within the team, they, they think they're better. And I, I would tend, tend to agree with that. I'm actually looking through the rankings right now. As you said, Matt Wolf, definitely better than he was last year, though. He was still great. Javi, um, just as good, um, even, even with missing three events. Um, let's see who's third ranked, uh, Ek, uh, Road, I, I believe is, is the third ranked guy. He is 49th. So he's probably playing a little bit better than that than he's ranked in golf stat. And that's about, I'm guessing about maybe about 10 spots better than he finished last year. But the, the confidence for him, he was a freshman last year. Um, overshadowed by Wolf still is in a way, but I I don't know what the sentiment is from you know s- some of you guys who are who are in that area and kind of exposed to that you know exposed to this team a little bit more. But I'm sure you guys are are a lot more confident in Eckrode if he's got that anchor match and it's going to be on his shoulders. Um, so Bocho, he's he's a senior, hasn't had nearly as good of a year as he did last year. 
but experience is always key at this time of the year, and I'm not really worried about him. And then Hayden Wood is is going to be that fifth guy. Had a, had an unbelievable fall. I believe he was top 15 player in the rankings after the fall. He's he's dipped to 97th, and yeah, that's that's a concern. Last year's fifth guy, Christopher Ventura, senior, um, ranked a lot better than than 97th, which is where Hayden is right now. But so I. I, I guess maybe top to bottom they're not quite as good, but at the top they're certainly better. And now they've kind of gotten the, um, you know, they've they've broken the seal again. They got that national title last year. They know they can do it. So it's just going to be a matter of Bratton just rolling the guys out and hoping that they're all in their game and uh, seeing what seeing what happens. But um, if last year if college golf was eight count seven, Oklahoma State would have been the best team ever just with how many players they had from uh, from Stevens to uh, Ventura to Hayden Wood was still on that team. Uh, Nick uh, Nick Heinen was on that team. So that was a that was a deep team. And right now you got freshmen kind of back there. So there's no one really pushing Hayden, I don't think, for that fifth spot. Um, but it'll be interesting, interesting, I guess, to see next year. Um, so this is this might be. This might be not the last hurrah, but maybe the last hurrah for a couple years, I think. Yeah, I think the guy behind Hayden is, uh, is Gupta, who's, I think, ranked about 152nd. He's a freshman, so. Yeah, but he he uh, he won one of the, the one of the individual events that some of the, the guys who didn't make the lineup, um, I think it was an uh, event in the fall or something, he went out and won that. So good good player, but yeah, not not like the freshman we've been used to seeing at Oklahoma State, not like Wolf and, and Akro last year. Sure. So tell me a little bit about, I'm going to go ahead and just assume Oklahoma State makes the top five in Louisville, <clears throat> whether they win or not, and, and moves on to the national championship at Arkansas's course of the Blessings. Yeah, what, um, I don't what would be the assumptions, odds? but go ahead. What would be the odds you uh, think that, that, we, that we'd have to set for them to get through the regional? <laughs> I mean, uh, man. Talk I, about like, maybe like minus. 800 or something like that it, yeah it, i think you'd lose money betting on them because there's just like how would you i just can't imagine them not i can't imagine them not winning but there's no way they don't make the top five unless I'm, unless unless just wolf and hovland get hit by golf balls in the head and are knocked out for the whole thing I yeah just, unless something crazy happens you know like so they, they go to the wrong course <laughs> yeah but this this season's been crazy i don't know if you've followed some of the stuff that's happened with SMU getting DQ'd at a 2016 event. But if it were the year for something crazy to happen, it would be this year. Well, let's hope it happens to someone else and not OSU. Um, <laughs> just looking ahead to the, to that, tell me a little bit about, about that course. Um, you said it was kind of similar in some ways to, to Karsten. Um, mm-hmm. What, how does that set Oklahoma state up? If, if it plays similar, does that give them any sort of advantage or is it, like Carson, so difficult that you just you just have to play your best and 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 kind of hope. Yeah, they Oklahoma State first off can play any golf course and 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 beat everyone on it, but they do prefer you know the the score to be around par where where, where pars are good and you're happy if you make eighteen of them and you get out of there. That's that's when they're at their best. I think they they embrace those tough golf courses and. And and blessings is it 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 might be one of the one of the toughest NCAA championship venues. Um, I, I was talking to a guy who, who who recently played it, and he was 
he was talking about how the greens were just lightning fast and Arkansas plays those greens lightning fast all the time. And they might be a little slower for the NCAAs, but it's kind of one of those courses where it's almost better to miss some of these greens short and because there's, there's a lot of false fronts. Um, So if there's a front pan, it's almost better to miss it short than hit the back part of the green or just go over and be putting down, you know, to that lower level or chipping down to it. Cause you're basically just saving yourself a shot because there's no way you're going to keep the ball on the green if, if, if you're doing that. So it's almost better to miss short um, and then chip up and, and get out of there with a, with a good up and down par T to green. It's, it's, it's a tough golf course. If you're struggling, um, I, I think it's going to be imperative uh, to, to find the fairway because as you know, with, with uh, Zoysia, it, it tees the ball up pretty nice for you if, if you can find the short grass off the tee. And there's a big there's a big difference between between the, the rough and the fairway. Um, so it's 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 not going to be easy. I think for the women it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how it plays because you know they're going to have to play it up. Obviously, if they get in any kind of weather, um, being in the rough is going to be impossible. And for the men, they'll, they'll have the length to kind of get around there. You're going to see some really high scores. You're going to see some high 80s, maybe even a couple 90s. But the the players that can control their ball, tee to green, and then just kind of dig in and have really good speed on the greens uh, with their putter, you know, they're they're going to be the ones that play well. And you look at Oklahoma State. There's strong balls strikers kind of strong all, all around players hobby and wolf can do everything uh bosho Ekro, you know they're, they're they're kind of five tool guys as well so i'm not worried about oklahoma state um they're they're the they're the favorite clearly and even though arkansas is going to have an, an advantage i don't think it's going to be enough um for for oklahoma state to uh to to really be super worried so with the NCAA tournament, ever since they adopted the the match play final rounds, you know Oklahoma State was the first team to ever go into match play as the one seed and actually win it all. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's wild, but that's just that's the craziness of of match play. Which is, we'll get to that in a second. Why is it that teams don't play more match play during the regular season if it's such a vital part of the tournament? I, it's 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 interesting to me that there's so little match play. I know the, in just the regular season, like why did more teams not play that if it's so important to actually winning a national championship? Well, I I, I think it's one of those things. A lot of it has to do with uh, with rankings. Um, you know, a lot of it. You know, a lot of it's just the way they they've kind of always done it. And I, I would still think a majority of college golf likes playing stroke play because it's kind of like it's kind of like playing basketball, you know, stroke play is the equivalent of if we're talking college, a, a 40 minute game, two halves, you know, lowest score or highest score. I'm talking golf here. Highest score wins, you know, and, and every, every team play, you play that all year and match plays match playing golf is kind of like saying, all right, well, Duke and North Carolina just made the final. Let's just play horse. You know, yes, let's, perfect let's, comparison. Let's have Zion, uh, you know, take the first shot. You know, he can he can go sit down on a chair and throw it over his head, and if it goes in, then 
Um, someone on, I don't know anyone on North Carolina, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> someone has to follow that. So that's kind of what match play is. I, I do think that you've seen the, the addition of some match play events. Obviously, the Big 12 just added their match play in the fall. And I, I think that that was really telling because there, there have been conferences that have used it to, to decide their automatic qualifier. And you know, the SEC has gotten a match play. Um, there's there's a handful of others. The OVCs going next year. But it, it was really telling um, that the Big 12 didn't want to affect their 72-hole conference championship in the spring. And so they just created their own match play. So it's something that I think the coaches are okay with deciding deciding the NCAA champion because of TV because it's exciting and it's a little bit easier to understand for the non-golf person or the casual golf person because you got it's just mono mono you know and it's it's not Oklahoma State running away leading by 20 shots going into the final round of stroke play and and no one's going to watch that so people understand that match play is the most exciting option but it's not going to be something that dominates the the schedule all year you're still going to see a lot more stroke play events and match play is just going to be something that teams will play one or two times during the year just to get that experience. But again, a, a lot of these top schools, their, their players have experience playing match play because they played in us juniors, they played in us amateurs played in the Western amateur, you know, they they've played match play. And I mean, I, I don't know what you play when, when you go out and play golf with your buddies, but I almost exclusively play match play. Just because driving like... range, I play driving range <laughs> and top golf. <laughs> yeah, top golf. There you go. Let's see, but then, and that would kind of be like, uh, you know, I'm 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 actually surprised uh, that they haven't gone to top golf to decide the NCAA champion. <laughs> maybe, maybe in like 30 years, what the NCAA's will look like it'd be 18 holes of stroke play. Top 16 teams will play match play. They'll play a couple rounds of that. And then uh, if the weather gets bad, they'll just drive over to Top Golf and uh, finish it off. <laughs> or or maybe a full swing simulator. They they just kind of wheel a couple of those in there and there set them go. up. There you go. So speaking of match play for this year, um, let's assume Oklahoma State gets to it. Um, are there any teams you think of that that Oklahoma State might want to avoid if they reach match play? Hmm, that's a that's a good question. It, I don't think it matters who they play if you're talking about matching up Wolf or, or Javi. Um, I, I think a, a couple teams that, that could give them a little bit of trouble, um, a team like Arizona State, who if Kevin Yu gets matched up uh, against, say, Austin Eckrode, it's going to be it's going to be a good match. It's going to be one that Austin's going to have to play well to win. So it it's going to just all, all be about matchups. But if if we're assuming that these teams, their fourth and fifth guys, are basically like sacrificial lambs and, and just they count on them losing to Wolf and Javi, um, you know, I, I, I think Arizona State could give them trouble. I think Vanderbilt, um, their, their top three players, Patrick Martin, Will Gordon, John Augenstine, if, if they get matched up against Oklahoma State's three through five, you could see a three two win. Going down Georgia Tech's deep, uh, I really like them. Auburn's deep, Stanford's deep. Um, there's probably about maybe about six or seven teams that Oklahoma State will be a little bit concerned about, but it's it, you know, they they have such a such a wealth of 
of talent. It, it's it's gonna it's gonna take something crazy happening. But it's golf. I mean, who knows? I mean, Matt Wolf could could show up and not really feel that great, and you know, kind of finish around the top twenty in stroke play and just has a bad day. I mean, that's all it takes is one or two guys to have a bad day and you're done. So, and then that, that's why a lot of people don't like match play because it's so volatile. Yeah, it's it was. I mean, I understand. Um, I've talked with Kyle Porter about this. Um, like the whole idea of adding match play, and I know that the holder was a big proponent uh, for for doing it. Was that it helps get get it on TV, and and, yeah. and that's that's big for growing the sport. Is if you're going to grow college golf, it's got to be good for TV, so more people want to watch and. And I and I I think it has worked in in that avenue. Now I think it until oh, last yeah. year it really hurt Oklahoma State because every time they'd you know they'd be in position to win a national championship and they go to match play and and lose. So Patrick I, Reed shows up. And, uh, uh, Patrick Reed. <laughs> not talk about him. Um, <laughs> so I, I I do know this. I know Arkansas is going to have the advantage to some extent because they're on their home course. But let's Fayetteville's not exactly a. a a long drive from the state of Oklahoma. So no, yeah. I feel like there's probably going to be, especially that, that weekend, a good number of Oklahoma state fans are, who are going to make the trek. Um, so I, how much does fan support matter in, in college golf? Cause with football, it, it helps to have the fans in the arena on your side. Say with basketball, but golf, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a loud cheering while sport except for you know at at the green when the putt goes in how much does having the fan base there help or or hurt a team or does it matter at all yeah it's i I think it's a different kind of of effect in that it's not like you're going to cameron indoor and your your brain's not functioning because it's just so loud or carrier dome or football where, where, where you can't hear play calls and things like that so it's kind of different in the fact that you just kind of feed off the the support like i i know for a fact those oklahoma state players last year seeing that much orange and black following like just the sea of orange and black following them that just that just pumps you up and then when you make the putt and there's a huge roar that just that that fires you up whereas opposed to you know let's let's just say a team from the southeast um a couple years ago maybe um actually texas is a great example two two years ago so texas makes the final um against oregon now uh, kind of different circumstances and that bo hostler couldn't play because he was hurt so they were already starting that day down one nothing but you know basically it's just parents following so when so when they make a putt nothing happens and then when the oregon guy makes a putt you got the mascot doing somersaults. You got the assistant coach like leading cheers and things like that. I mean, that kind of gets under your skin. And uh, I guess it could, if you're that that type of mental player, it could kind of spur you on, kind of you against the world type mentality. But for the most part, I mean, these are college golfers, um, and it just it it definitely helps having you know roars after you make putts as opposed to to crickets or even like size or booze or anything like that so before we get you out of here i'm gonna put you on the spot mm-hmm. who let's 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 just put some bets down um who do you think wins the national championship this year or if you had to uh, that's that's a lot because that's a lot of teams let's just do this three teams that you could 
think have the best chance to do so, who would that be? Okay. First of all, when I'm when it comes to betting, when Oklahoma State's involved, I'm not very good. Um, <laughs> I, I got I got a funny story with uh, uh, back when Wolfie was a junior, and he's uh, I don't know if you've heard of the Junior Invitational at Sage Valley, but it's it's one of the top junior events. It's kind of near Augusta, and all the players stay on site. They have these three holes that are that are lighted, um, so so the players can play until t- two a.m. If, if they want to. And, you know, I, I, when, when I cover that, I, I stay on site and one night, you know, there's probably about maybe 14 or 15 kids on the, on the tee box on the par three. And I'm kind of walking past them and I kind of bet, I kind of bet uh wolf that I could hit the green. And so I grabbed one of his clubs and hit like this, like terrible, like top, like fade thing that didn't even get to the green. And so the next day, I bet him again that I could do it, and I actually hit a decent shot, but it didn't hit the green either. So I lost ten dollars. So I'm not good <laughs> at betting. I'm I'm not good at betting when when Oklahoma State's involved. But I'll just bet Monopoly money or you know high fives or something. But I'm, I I'll go with Oklahoma State. I think that's the safest pick. Uh, I know that's I, I know you guys are glad to hear that, but it's just hard to it's hard to bet against a team with that much talent on it. Uh, I think. The next team, it's tough. I, I'm looking at the rankings right now, and there's this. I, I'll probably go with Stanford. This is a team that, for some reason or another, hasn't really performed when they've gotten to NC2As, even the past few years. And they've had Maverick McNeely and um, just some some studs. Now they, I, th- I think they did make it to the semis at Prairie Dunes in 14, and they had P. Raj and. Uh, Cameron Wilson, who won the individual title, but for some reason or another, they really haven't performed. I think this year is a little different in that they have depth. They're coming in playing really well. They won the Western, got to got to be at Pasa Tampa for that and watch them play, and they they really impressed me. Um, obviously, they win Pac-12s too. So I, I think Stanford would probably probably be my second pick, and for a third pick, I'm gonna go a little off off the beaten path a little bit and uh, this is tough I, there's a lot of teams that I'm not really too fond of just in terms of if we're talking about winning at all but I'm gonna go Arkansas you know it's, it's gonna be tough for them to to, to get out of Austin, I think they're they're the sixth seed. So if we're just talking about seeding, they're projected not to advance the NCAA's. But if you're looking at their regional, Texas will probably win. They're the top seed playing on their home course. USC, Pepperdine, Clemson, TCU. I can see Arkansas beating you know one or two of those teams. So if if the Razorbacks make it, the home field advantage I think is going to get is going to be enough to get them into match play. And I really like Julian Perico. He's the freshman who earned the clinching point at SECs. Just a lot of a lot of passion. Just a really good, like spirited kid. Really hasn't met a person that that he hasn't become great friends with. Um, so just one of those guys that's gonna be super pumped up. Mason Overstreet is is, is a really talented player. Uh, Tyson Reeder, who you guys may know, uh, who transferred from Oklahoma State. Um, and actually played played at Carson last year with Arkansas, so he's he's still on that team. And 
uh, Luis Garza and William uh, Bull. So, I mean, that's that's a good one through five lineup that might not be as talented at the top as Oklahoma State, but definitely has the talent and playing on their home golf course to to be a team that has a shot. I mean, I'd, I'd put Oklahoma State's odds to win to win it all, maybe about maybe about nine to one, ten to one. Um, Arizona State um, would probably be 12 to 1, 13 to 1, right around there. Stanford, too. Arkansas, about 18 to 1. So um, there's uh, Oklahoma State's the clear favorite, and those other two, you, you just asked me to pick three. So that's why I gave them to you. No, I like it. Okay. That is good to know. Brentley, you have been awesome, man. Um, for everybody who wants to uh, to follow the awesome work you do follow in golf, uh, where can they do so? All right. So uh, uh, golfchannel.com. Uh, if you click on news, there's a college tab. It's going to have a uh, weekly college notebook, kind of Os- uh, Haskins, Annika, award watch lists. Um, all of our women's coverage from, from yesterday, you know, I, I got, I got, uh, into the office and did a morning drive hit at six 30 and didn't leave till 9 PM. Uh, Ryan Labner, our, our senior writer, who's just such, uh, such a great, uh, Smith and really good on TV. Also Steve Burkowski has been doing it forever. Um, they, they, they did updates all day yesterday, just a, a really comprehensive coverage and we're going to do it even better next Wednesday for the men. So we're going to have stuff you can read on golfchannel.com. Um, we're going to have stuff on our, on our Twitter account that you can watch throughout the day at all six regionals, including Louisville. And at the end of the day, you're going to see, uh, you can tune on to golf central on TV and, and watch, uh, hopefully some, uh, analysis on Oklahoma state winning the regional, right? I think so. I, I'm picking them to win the regional. I think they do. Um, I don't know if they win a second straight national championship just because match play is so funny. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they at least get to that point. I, oh, I would be yeah. shocked if they don't reach match play. Just period. Match play is weird. You know, they almost lost to, uh, I think, A&M last year. Uh, and almost in the first round of match play, almost didn't even didn't get to the championship to destroy yeah, Bama. But that was an A&M team that ha- had such a great start to the year. I think they won their I think they won every event in the fall and were even better when Cameron Champ didn't play. Um, but w- when they got to, to Karsten, you know, they something something was off. Um, and, and yes, yeah, so, I mean, that just proves that Oklahoma State, um, anything can happen in match play no matter how good you are. Um, so, but it, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll be in Fayetteville. Uh, I actually had to. I had to leave last year, Carson Creek, on on that last day of stroke play to head up to cover uh, Jack's tournament up in Ohio, but uh, I'm going to be there for the long haul. So this year, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be in Fayetteville at least probably that Saturday. Um, so if things are going well, we'll we'll meet up. I'll get you. I'll get you a drink, man. For sure. I mean, I I don't know if there's any equivalent to uh, Eskimo Joe's there, but. What's the uh, what's the popular spot in Fayetteville? You been there? I've been there a couple times, but not enough to be like we go here. But I can find out. That's not hard to do. <laughs> yeah, it'll be hard to top Eskimo Joe's for sure. Oh, absolutely. You, there's not there's not many college places quite like it. Yeah. What, what's your craziest Eskimo Joe's story? That's podcast. Uh, 
Um, podcast. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. I rem- I remember it. If that if that tells you. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. That, I I was so depressed when I uh, left my Eskimo Joe's cups in my hotel room before I left town. Oh no. Well then we'll we'll have to figure out how to get you some, man. That's not. They've got plenty. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate it. Hey man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us today, and uh, look forward to following you and the rest of rest of the golf channel coverage of of the NCAA's man awesome we're happy to do it